As I was walking to my car that night, I prayed like I had never prayed before. God help me through this and I will help other people so they don't have to suffer. Moments later, I heard this voice in my head. It was distinctly male, like an adult male voice saying to me, Nancy, this is not the end, this is just the beginning. Hello and welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world right now. Our guest today is Nancy Fryer. She speaks to angels. Nancy called for divine help from the angels in the depths of grief following the death of her fiancé. From then on, the angels began to communicate and collaborate with her. She is the author of Angel Guidance. This is her story and this is her passion. Nancy, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm Delight. so <laughs> thank you. I'm I'm so excited to have you on the show today. And I, you know, one of my favorite subjects and topics, angels that are all around us. Um, if you'd like to start with how the angels first started to communicate and connect with you, or how you called to them in the depths of your grief. Well, that would be a really good place to start. Um, it came to me as a total surprise. I was raised a strict Lutheran and I went to Sunday school and I went to church and, and I, how can I say this? I always felt God hated me, that he was a fearful God, that if I did something, he was going to throw me in hell and that would be it. And I mean, that that's the kind of framework that this particular church taught. And at some point I thought, well, if I'm going to hell, I might as well earn it. <laughs> I might as well not be a good girl <laughs> and earn it. And I got involved with um, drinking and alcoholism. And I, I, I can tell you that it's, I'm about 38 years sober. But during, the, during that, uh, my early days, I really got into a lot of um, mischief, we'll say. And whenever I prayed, I never thought God heard me. It's like he didn't like me. I was, I was not important to him, and my prayers went unanswered. I'm going to fast forward to when I was 36 years old. I met and fell in love with my sweetheart. His name was Jerry. And I met him through AA, actually. And it was one of those meetings where you just know it was meant to be. It was just love at first sight. And, and he was like instant soulmate. A year and a half into the relationship, he died suddenly, unexpectedly, in his sleep one night. And this threw me. I mean, it, it totally threw me. The day that he died, that evening, I got I got away from, I was at his parents' house and I got a, I had to get away from them because the, the drinks were starting to pour and they were offering me drinks and, and I'm sure anybody, my AA sponsor would have probably not blamed me for having a drink that night because of what I was going through. 
but I got I got away and I got to the safety of the AA group. And as I was walking to my car that night, I prayed like I had never prayed before. God help me through this and I will help other people so they don't have to suffer. Moments later, I heard this voice in my head and it wasn't my inner voice. It was, it was distinctly male, like an adult male voice saying to me, Nancy, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. So then my, Probably my first thought was, uh, it was comforting to hear that. But but then my next thought was, oh my God, I lost my boyfriend. Now I've lost my mind because I'm hearing voices. So I was, I was very sad. It, it was the saddest time of my life. I didn't know my prayer was heard, nor that it, you know, that it would even be answered. Um, but when I heard the angels, and I didn't know it was an angel, when I heard this voice say to me, um, this is not the end, this is just the beginning, I felt this joy, a joy in the midst of this grief. It was like not even uh, understandable. I mean, uh, joy in the midst of grief. Hmm. Well, for the next uh, several weeks, and there, there are a lot of things that happened. Um, after the funeral, um, I met I met certain people that would bring my life's work forward. I didn't wasn't even clear on what my life's work would be at that point. Um, I I had uh, one of the ladies that I met during this time. First of all, I got into a course in miracles. And a book landed on my lap, literally fell off the shelf in a bookstore at me. And it was called Life Never Ends by Kay Leedy. I think you can still get the book. I think it's rare, but I think you can still get it. And I I read that book in like one sitting. Wow. Um, she channeled her husband who passed away. The book was written, uh, 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 the book contained her messages from her deceased husband, I thought, oh my goodness. And I, it, it was like, I just needed, I needed answers. Like what happened to him? Where did he go? What, what, what is heaven? I mean, never really thought about it before. And here I needed to know everything that I could find about it. This is back in like 86. And there weren't, there wasn't a lot of information about life after death at that point, let alone channeling. <laughs> your deceased uh, loved ones. Um, so I hung on to that book and I thought, well, this woman was lucky. She had a certain ability to be able to talk with the other side, whereas I don't. I mean, that was my conclusion. But I was led on a search to find answers. Where did he go? What happened to him? What's heaven like? Um, could I speak to him. I mean, I didn't know these things, but I was, it was like I was driven, like it was part of my plan for this all to unfold. And I got involved in A Course in Miracles, like I said earlier, and because I needed one. I needed a miracle. But um, 
I was told I was told to do automatic writing by a psychic I had met by accident. And there was a connection back to Kay Leedy's book. Wow, maybe I can channel the other side. In the automatic writing, it was first to communicate with Jerry because he couldn't go on and I couldn't go on without closure. And then during that teaching myself automatic writing process, the angels came through and that's how I met them. And now I want to just say from the angels point of view, what I think happened was we finally have her attention. Now our work together can begin because they said that to me um, soon after, I think it was that night or maybe the night that he died or it was soon after that I remember hearing that and, and wondered what did that mean? <laughs> so um, you could say that I made a promise and, and um, they, they got my attention so our work together could begin because that's exactly what happened. And, Looking and back. it's been going ever since. So you did uh, communicate with Jerry in the non-physical dimensions through automatic writing. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. The very still, first message. Do you still communicate with Jerry? No, um, I don't. I, I feel that we had the closure that we needed. Um, I probably communicated with him in automatic writing for about six months to a year, maybe, until... I just felt like it was time to let go. And um, he promised that we would see one another again when I crossed over. But I had work to do here. And he was just all part of this plan as I look at it now. I didn't know it then. I didn't know we had a plan. I didn't know prayers were answered. I didn't know we had angels. You know, it just was a big surprise to me. But it, it started with his death because that got my attention. For those, I assume most of the audience do, for those that don't know what automatic writing is, could you just give a couple of sentences about what is it? I'd be happy to. Um, it is, to me, it's a form of, if, if prayer is asking and meditation or being quiet and is listening, so we, we usually in prayer, I think we ask something. And meditation is, or being quiet is when we listen for the answer. And to me, automatic writing is a form of listening. Okay, it's you set the intention with a question. And there's a process that I teach now. I've taught many people this. And I have, I have a little class that I teach to whoever wants to learn this process. But we ask, we say, we say certain prayers for for protection and to set the intention, ask your question, sit quietly with pencil and paper, which is what I did in the olden days. Now it's I automatic type in the computer. Um, simple technique like lighting a candle just to help you focus. I was told to say the Lord's Prayer three times, a, a, a couple other words, prayer, prayer for protection. Uh, and I remember ending it with, I wish to go to the highest plane possible and speak with my spirit guides. And then when the angels came in, I called on the angels in particular. But then I would sit with a pad of paper 
and a pen. And the very first morning at three o'clock in the morning, I was told to do this because it's completely quiet on the planet at three in the morning. I thought to myself, if this pen moves, I'm out of here. <laughs> like I didn't know if I'd see a ghost or, or, or what would happen. I had no idea. But I thought, I'm hanging onto this pen so it doesn't move. And if it moves, I, you know, I, I thought it would freak me out. <laughs> so with that said, holding that pen very tight, that very first message that morning was, welcome, I love you, Jerry. I was so tickled that I got a message. And I mean, it was real shaky. I could show you a copy of it if I had it handy, but um, it was so shaky that you could barely make it out. Oh, that's lovely. So that gave me the validation that I needed. And then it, from there, it was, it was just teaching myself the process, how to, how to, how to ask questions, how to um, do the writing, different ways the writing could come through. And it's not always writing. Sometimes it's just thought or the thought would come at the same time the pen is writing the word and you intuitively know what, what you're writing. But, it, and sometimes it would just come a word at a time. And I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense to my question that I had asked. So um, the angel said, just take it, take dictation, like a word at a time. And when you're finished, when we're finished, it'll mean something, but don't, don't judge the first word that comes or the first phrase that comes. So, I love, and I love like, that. And get out of your head. <laughs> just, out of your head. Let, which is hard. Let the words come that they want to say. Yeah. And that takes practice. So I, you know, I would practice like every night at three o'clock in the morning because that's when they said to do it. And then after a while, because I was working full time <laughs> and getting up at three to do the writing and then that, that would be an hour and then it would be four in the morning and um, I'd have to get up soon to go to work. So it's like, I asked if I could change the time that we do it. And they said, of course, but we just wanted you to um, understand that you want, you need to be very quiet and peaceful to hear us. So that was my lesson in that. And, huh. you know, I, I often call it a 3 a.m. consciousness to do the writing. So the... So, sorry to interrupt. It's okay. So the angel, the angels. What what are angels? What are, are they? they? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what they're not. And it's, this is all my understanding from my experience. They are not human beings flying around with wings in a place that we call heaven. <laughs> now, they're okay with with that description, if that's how we want to see them. But to me, it's a higher level of energy or a higher vibration, I should say. Um, they're right here with us. Heaven is right here with us. We don't know that because we don't, as human beings, we need to see to believe. And I think with the angels, it's you believe to see. It's just the opposite. Um, a lot of trust comes in. I I learned trust through this process, just trusting that they're there. Um, 
again, it's an energy. Um, and I think, I think that it's a high energy that moves like that. And you can like a fan blade, you, you know, you know, that, um, something's there moving so fast that it, it is a vibration and that's what they are. I think in my experience, I have an angel behind me. I love that. (laughs) Just to uh, represent that higher energy that they are. And they're perfectly okay with us giving, you know, seeing them as human beings with wings and giving them names. In all the classes that I taught, uh, you can talk with your angels classes. People always wanted to know what, what the angel's name was. Well, See, we have to give names to things. That's a human thing. And okay, so see your angel as a male or female, but they're not. They're they don't have gender. Um, and give them a name so you know what to call them, or they'll give you a name if you listen. So, what's your advice to the audience for them how to connect with angels? They're just they're they're there waiting for us to ask them to intervene. They cannot otherwise. So how do we do that? Ask. God help me is probably the best prayer. It's that simple. God help me. And to me, the angels are the messengers for God. That's what they're, the name angel in Greek means. It means messenger. So that makes sense to me. They're the messengers. They're the ones that are bringing God's thoughts to our lives. Sometimes I even think they are the messages, but that's a concept that is hard to wrap our heads around. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to ask and invite them in. Now, I, I do think there are occasions where they do intervene to save the day, to save a life. Um, and I can't really explain the, why they why that happens to some people and maybe not to somebody else. I can't. I can't answer that except a point to whatever that person's life plan was and what was to occur. Maybe that was their exit point. Say if they were in a fire and died in a fire and the angels didn't do something to help save them, for instance, it was meant to be the way it turned out for whatever reason. There's always, there's always a reason and if we don't, as humans, understand that, we can ask the angels and find out what the reason or the purpose is for something. And and I just love it. It's that simple. Just ask them for assistance. Ask them for guidance. I, I, I love that. It, it doesn't have to be difficult. We don't have to have fancy words even. It's like, you know, I was told that the, the best prayer ever was, is God help me. That opens the door for for that answer to come or that energy to lift us up out of whatever we're in to to heal it. The higher vibration always heals the lower. And, you know, it's like turning on a light in a dark room. The darkness disappears. The light wins. (laughs) It's it's more powerful. I mean, you've established such an incredible relationship for the angels 
For those that don't have that relationship at present or aware of it, what do angels feel like to you, if if you can put it in words? I feel, let's say I'm going along in life and I'm disappointed about something or sad about something, and I remember to, angels, help me see this a different way, help me through this. It's, it's usually got the word help in, in the question. And it's like, if I'm paying attention to what happens next, I feel a joy. I feel like a light went on. Um, I feel, uh, how can I say it? More relaxed, like, oh, I get why this is happening. And I don't need to feel this way. I can look at the situation, how the angels see it. Um, which reminds me of another uh, simple phrase that, that is very helpful, is to ask to see your situation as God sees it. If we, see, if we can rise above whatever it is going on that we're concerned with, to see as God sees it, it's like we get the bigger picture. And just knowing that whatever's happening is happening for a reason, we might not know what the reason is, but just knowing that Jerry died for a very good reason, which was something that they told me early on, helped relieve the guilt, the the grief. It's like, oh, I wonder what the good reason is. They said very good reason, which when I first I first read that in a little grief pamphlet that was put out by Alcoholics Anonymous. 35 cent pamphlet that I picked up. And you must know that this happened for a very good reason. And I took I took that little pamphlet and I threw it across the room. I, what do you mean this happened for a, a very good reason? Are you kidding me? And but that hooked me into going further and finding out what that could possibly mean. You almost I, you almost answered my next question because I was about to say, did the angels offer you signs or symbols or synchronicities? Well, I, I, clearly they do. Clearly they do. Um, and it's about us becoming aware of what those signs and symbols might be because they're around us. Before, let, let's say before enlightenment, <laughs> before any of this happened, I didn't think, you know, again, I didn't think God cared. I didn't know there were angels. I didn't know how to listen to answers to prayers. None of it. I mean, I was just in the dark. And then as as this all happened, as I'm explaining how how this all happened to me, you learn. You, you get better at noticing how the angels intervene. I mean, I didn't learn this overnight. This took what is this? It's 37 years since Jerry died. I mean, this is 37 years I've been communicating with the other side and with the angels and learning, learning, learning as I go. And we can, in the classes that I give, we can, we can ask for a sign. They'll, they'll give it to us. My big sign is a cardinal, redbird. When I see a redbird flying by, um, it's it's a message for me 
or even if I see one on like TV or um, in a book or something, it's always a, a message for me that the angels are near. Think about what you just asked yourself that you're wondering about, whatever it is, you know, how do I heal from this illness or, um, you know, what, what do the angels want to say to me right now regarding something? And then you see, in my case, I see a red bird. I know that they've heard me. And I know that they're responding because I saw the symbol that that they represent to me. But yes, they give us signs. We have to ask. And, and really the thing is to become aware of how they answer you. Because it can be a multitude of different ways. And they'll use whatever tool they have that you'll you'll get it. You know, it might be different for you than it is for me. Hmm. But so pa patience as well. We want everything to happen instantly. <laughs> Ooh, and but with that, I want to say that everything is in a divine timing. And once we understand that as humans, like we are impatient, we're an impatient bunch. <laughs> we want what we want when we want it. And if it doesn't happen, we get mad about it, I guess. Um, so learning about divine timing, that certain things have to happen before something else happens, for instance. Um, you know, the, we'll just take the case of me wanting to talk to angels, let's, let's just say as an example. Well, none of that could happen before the other to get my attention. I had to have the upbringing I had. I had to have... I, I hate to say it, but I I had to have Jerry's death as the impetus to, to move me into this. Nothing else worked. I mean, AA sort of did. It was sort of like a stepping stone from where I was into where I am. And that had to happen first. And then I met Jerry and then, you know, the rest of the story. Thank you. Thank you again, Nancy, for sharing all about angels what is your website i will leave a link below in the show notes for people to connect with you um it is the inner voice magazine.com and i also want to say that um after after doing so many readings i combined many of them into a book called angel guidance and there it is and um, the link to order the book is on the website. But it, it contains um, a lot of questions and answers that have been asked of the angels over the years. Oh, thank, well, Nancy, thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please do subscribe for weekly passionate inspirational interviews.